All right, we are rec- starting from Lamed Hayim Bay's. Today is Tuesday night, November 19th. We are by the two dots of Nimtsis Ata Oimer, around a third of the way into the Amud. Nimtsis Ata Oimer. It comes out that you're saying that Shalisha, three mine types of Avonim stones, Hayu, there were. There are three sets of stones. Echad, one of them was Shahikim. That he established or put up Moshe. Moshe stood up in Be'eretz Mayev, in the land of Mayev. Now, how do we know that there's one in Mayev that Moshe did? Shenemar, because the verse says, Be'ever Hayardin, on the other side of the Jordan, meaning the other side of Eretz Yisrael, rather in Be'eretz Mayev, in the land of Mayev. Ha'il, he began Moshe, Moshe, Ba'er, to explain. Ve'gaymer, etc. Okay, so it says the Moshe began to explain. Now, what does that mean to explain? Lahalan and elsewhere, who Oimer it says, Vichasavta, and you will write Alehen upon them, call all divri the words Hatayr of the of a Tayr Hazais, this Tayr, Vigaymer, etc. So Vaasya, we can derive or bring Ba'er, Ba'er, the two words Ba'er, Ba'er, as Xer Shava to tell you that when it says that Moshe was explaining, the Torah, that is, that refers to translating it and writing down on stones. Okay, good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, says the Gemara, Ve'echad, in another set, Shehekin, that he established, Yeshua, Besoich, inside, Hayarnin, the Jordan. Right, we know that Yeshua, we learned earlier, Yeshua, where the Kehanim stood, when the water split, he put up stones to commemorate that knee. So that was step two, or set number two of stones, which were the ones that Yeshua stood up inside the Jordan, Shanamar. Like it says in the Pasuk, Veshtim Esrei, and two and ten, meaning twelve, Avonim, stones, Hakim, he stood up, Yeshua erected, that's the word I'm looking for. He erected Yeshua, Yeshua, Veshtim Hayarin, inside the Jordan. Okay. Now, the last set is Ve'echad, and another set, another one is Shehekin that he erected a bit Gilgal in Gilgal. Shenamar, like it says. Ves, Shtem, Esrei, Ha'avonim. And the twelve Avonim. Ha'ile, these. Asher Lakhu, that they took, etc. See the rest of the Pasuk over there. Um, these are the twelve stones they took from inside the Jordan. And they brought them to Hagrizman Ha'evil. And they made them as back there. And then they wrote the Torah on them. Okay. That is the three sets of stones against Moshe's, Yeshua's inside the Jordan, and Yeshua's by Hagris and Har-Evil. Those are the three sets. Okay, simple enough. Questions? No. Good. All right, beautiful. Tarabon. The rabbis taught in the rabbis that Ketzad, how, Kosu, did they write, Yisrael, the Jewish people, Esa Torah, the Torah, how did they write it on the stones? Yehuda says, Al Gabe Avonim upon stones, Kasuha, they wrote it. Shenemar, for it says, Vichasavta, and you write it, Al upon Havanim the stones, S, Kul, all these divrei words of Hatayra, Hazais, of this Torah. Okay, so he understands on the stones, you literally wrote it on the stones, or they engraved or wrote it on the stones, but the point is they wrote it on the stones themselves. and after that, Sadu, they Brian. plastered it, yeah, exactly. Ice on them, the stones beset. Okay? 
So essentially, according to the view that comes out, that they covered the writing with plaster, right? So first he wrote on the stones, and then they covered it with plaster. So Amar Shimon said to him, Amar Shimon, according to your words, Heich how lamdu did they learn umais the nations shall oisay hazman of that time period shall means of oisay that hazman time Torah how they gonna learn the Torah you just covered it with sid you defeated the whole purpose so Amar Lai Yehuda told him back bina yisera okay bina means literally understanding. The morale makes a big deal. Bina specifically means the idea of the being able to derive one concept from within another. Maven Dover, Mitech Dover. Bina, Yisera, an additional level of Bina. Nasan Bahem, he gave in them Akash Baruchu. Shwaruchu gave the, the nations a special level of understanding. And they're able to understand that under the, under the lime, under this plaster, there is Torah to see, Vishigru, and they sent. Meshigur, and they send noitrin from the Latin word no, notary. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's, that's our Rabbi Steinzal's claims. Really? Yeah, essentially. It's a, a notorious, I think the, the proper Latin word is. Shalahen, there's their scribes, basically. They sent their scribes. Vikilfu, and they peeled. Like the word klipa. Vikilfu, and they peeled off. Esasid, the plaster. Vihisi uha, and they. Um, look at what we're looking for here. They copied it. It means they, they carried it off. It means they um, not you not redacted. No, they uh, basically yeah they copied they they copied the the Torah and they brought it back home to their families and friends to show them what the Jews believe in. The Al Davarzen upon this matter, Nech Nishatam, it was sealed. Gzar Dinam. Gzar means the decree of Dino, their judgment. Libe'er to the pit of Shachas, the eternal deep pit, meaning Gehenim. Right? Because they already had access to the Torah, and they already copied it, and they got a version, they had their art scroll Tanakh at home. Due to this thing, it was sealed, their Gzar Dino, the Be'er Shachas, they got sent to Gehenim. Why? Shahaya Lahen. Shahaya that it was Lahen to them, Lulamid, to learn. Lulamdu, they didn't learn. Bunch of bums. Yeah, they didn't learn. They don't trouble the kingdom of they don't learn. So therefore, that's it. They get in trouble. Oh, that is a Ruta's opinion. So Ruta's saying that what? They covered, they wrote it on the stones itself. They covered them again with plaster afterwards. And then Hashem made a niece, so to speak, that the non-Jews understood that there is the Sid underneath. Uh, underneath the Sid, there is these writings. And they came, peeled it off, and tra- and transcribed it. Thank you, over onto their own notebooks and brought it home. And because they had these copies, they got punished for not properly using that for themselves. Now it's interesting. A lot of halachic discussions from this gemara. Number one is you see clearly that you, even though you have a Torah written on something, you can cover it with paint. You can paint over Torah. So big discussions. If this is a proof that's allowed to cover over Torah writings with another layer. Or is that considered erasing God's name? Some want to argue that this wasn't written in Hebrew. It was written in every other language. So therefore, there's no prohibition to erase God's name, so to speak, in other languages. Others say, no, covering something with another layer is not called erasing. All right, that, that's one, one, one point. Another point everyone's trying to understand is, why cover it in lime and then have them understand to peel it off? Just don't cover it in lime.
Right. Mm-hmm. So that the Maral talks about at length the idea is that the non-Jews their their connection to Torah is not it's not direct. Not direct. It's only because they have to break out from the peel and get, you know kind of get into the deeper. They, they have to they have to they have to work to that level because it's not a direct connection. It's only they have an ability to connect it, but they have to do stuff to bring themselves to that level. Okay. Shimon Eimer. Shimon says, Algabe Sid upon the line upon the sub plaster Kasvua they wrote it. Okay, they actually wrote the Torah upon the plaster. The Kasvula hen and they wrote for themselves Lamata below on the bottom of the stones. What did they write? They a little footnote there. Okay, they wrote the whole Torah. On the bottom they wrote a little note. Laman so that I share that. Laman is so that so I share that. Loi not yilmedu. You should not learn, teach, or literally learn you. La yilmedu eschem. They should not learn you. La asay sedu kechal. Like all, and the pasuk continues, all the abominations that they did to their gods and all the sins that they did to Hashem. Meaning, they quoted a verse from the as follows. They wrote down the whole Torah openly upon the plaster after they already plastered it. And they said, a little footnote, that why are you writing this? You should know that the reason why we're killing out the nations that are in the land is because we don't want to learn from them to be as bad as they are. What is that trying to say? Holomadita, what does this come and teach you? Ha, behold, Lamadita, you learn. Sha'im, that if, Hayu, they would, Chayzrin, return, Betshuva, with repentance, Hayu, they would, Mekablin, accept Aysandem. Okay? So if Shimon holds that there is a chance, even for nations of the seven, in the seven Amim, to be accepted with Shuba if they change their ways. Now, Rashi understands that that means only those who weren't living there directly at the time when the Jews came in. If you had a Kanani fellow who was on vacation in Aruba, mm-hmm. and he comes back to Ben Gurion Airport, and he sees the stones, and he says, well, okay, this is pretty serious, telling him, look, you can come back. There's one condition. You've got to be- shape up your game. Okay, we're not interested in having anybody here who is doing the Kanani moves. Okay, we don't believe in that stuff. So therefore, that's why they wrote it, and that's what they wrote on the bottom of the footnote, that the reason why these nations have to be killed out is because we don't want to be affected by their, 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 their actions. Whereas if you want to come in, you could. Okay? Now, says the Gemara. Omar Rav Barshila. Rav Barshila said, My time, what is the reason there of Shimon of Shimon? Where does he get this from? How does he know that they wrote it on the open plaster versus writing it on the stones itself and covering it with plaster? Dixiv, because it's written. Vahoyu Amim, and the nations will be Masrefois Sid, burnings of plaster. I'll, okay, so this talk about times of Mashiach, they will be like pits of plaster burning. Now again, so obviously there's a, there's a connection with the with the with the yeah with the, with the yeah exactly the sid. We're not using it as a random example. Why are we saying why are we calling them sid? The burnings of a sid because al iske sid is due to the dealings of sid. Meaning there was a scene in history where they were given the Torah on sid, they botched, they kept doing their thing, and therefore they will burn like sid. Like cause the way you make plaster is you burn rocks. So Rashi says so therefore. That they will be in such big fires because of what they did in regards to the siblings. They didn't learn from the Sid. Okay. Um, a little bit further. You guys, you guys, you guys are managed? Okay, let's see. It says, what's your crew to do with that Pazak? 
not that they will be burnt because of dealings of Sid, rather, Ki Sid, they will be like Sid. The nations of the world will be like plaster. What does that mean? Ma Sid, what is it that about plaster? The Ain Loitakana, the only way to fix it up, Elastrafus through burning. Af also Oisam, those Kusim, those Kusim, Ain Lahem, there's not to them Takana, way to fix them, Ella Strafa. Rather through burning. Okay, and again, I don't know what is burning versus this type of destruction, that type of destruction. What's the deeper meanings of these Gemaras? Again, these are God the Gemaras. We get what we can. But apparently, there's a certain aspect that fire brings out, which is the only way to properly, so to speak, rectify the sin of the Kusim. And therefore, they are called Masrefaisasid, the burnings of the plaster, not because of the Torah that was written on plaster, because according to Rita, it was not. Kermit was actually written in on the stones itself. Rather, it's just a reference to how to bring about the rectification, which is through the burning, like we burn plaster. Okay, I think we're going to pause here. Yeah, is that a lot? Is that enough? We're going to keep going. Are you guys okay? Speak up now. Yeah, fine. You're fine? We can go. Yeah, you, you have to review this tonight, though. Okay? No, no. All right. Says the Gemara. Kiman Azla. Okay, Kiman means like who? Azla means is it going? Ha, this, the Tani, that's told in the Brisa. And we have a Brisa, we want to understand, is it going to go like both of these opinions, of who the end of Shimon, or is it only going to go like one? Okay? So let's see. Kemana is like, who is it going? Ha, the Tani, this, that's told in the Brisa. Vishavisa Shivyei. Okay, this is the Pasuk in. Dvarim. Kisaita lebacham alevecha. Right? Vishnoi Hashem lekecha biyadecha. Hashem will give him the hands. Vishavisa Shivyei. You capture a captive. So why the double language? What's with Shavisa Shivyei? And you will capture his captive. Says Gemara, Vishtanya, Vishavisa Shivyei, you will capture his captive. The double language is Lerabais to include Kenanim, the Kenanim, Shebechutza Laaretz, that are in Chutzlaaretz, in outside Eretz Yisrael. That what? Sheim Chayzrin Bechuva, that if they re- return with repentance, Mekablin, his son, we accept them. That's why this woman who is in Saudi, she's a Kanani, but it's okay as long as she's willing to accept and become, so to speak, religious, then you are allowed to let her live. The halacha of Lesechaya Kal Neshama does not apply to Kananim who are in Chosla Arts. Now the Gemara says, who's that like? Kaman Kirib Shimon. That, that Bryce is going like Rebbe Shimon. Okay, let us pause here. We did a good half almond tonight. Okay, very good. We ended on Lama Vavam and Aleph.